You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If this is your first time, Locked On Boston College is a daily Boston College podcast hosted by me, AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, a Sports Illustrated Boston College community. I have covered Boston College for the last eight years, and I feel like I can give you guys some great insight into Boston College sports. So thank you all. If you have not already, please throw us a subscription on your favorite podcast. You can find us on any different podcast directory. I've been just told recently that we just got added to Stitcher, so keep your eye open for that. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, I've asked this many times, and I appreciate those who have. Give us a five-star review and write a little review and say, hey, AJ's great. Or I love the podcast. It really helps, and other people will, other Boston College fans will find us. And, you know, as a Boston College community, we don't have a ton of, you know, insight and and media options. And I want to give you guys one of the best ones. So this is uh, Locked On Boston College. So today, we have some really big topics to talk about. We're going to talk about the basketball game against Villanova on Wednesday night. And we're going to talk about the Louisville game for football on Saturday. But before we do... Quick little piece of recruiting news. I always want to give you that little piece to start off because I know you guys love recruiting news. So here's a new one for you. I've heard rumblings that a new South Carolina decommit has Boston College really high on his radar. His name is Bryce Steele. He's a linebacker, four-star recruit, and he just decommitted after Will Muschamp was fired. I've heard that Boston College is in really great shape with him. So keep your eyes on that. He's gonna make. He's a safety like linebread high, linebacker hybrid, but he's perfect. So if you think you you know we have Trevin Wallace as well, these two guys are super fast. They're gonna be a whole new breed of linebacker for Boston College. Um, and if they could get Wallace and Bryce Steele, that's gonna give BC a dynamic linebacking core moving forward of guys that Jeff Halfley could do a million different things with. So keep your eye on that. That's a little scoop for you. I know you guys are always into that. So uh, Bryce Steele is his name. So let's jump into basketball first. On Wednesday, Boston College is going to face off with number three Villanova at Mohegan Sun at 9.30 on ESPN. Now, this is going to be one of the toughest opening games for Boston College in recent memory. And as we talked about last week, this may not be the best team to go into a game like this. Villanova is a national title contender, obviously at number three in the country. They are as good as any team you're going to see in the ACC. They're balanced. They're well coached. You know, Jay Wright is a, he's a national championship coach that, you know, can write his own ticket anywhere he wants to, but has stayed with the Wildcats. Now, compared to last year, Villanova only lost one big player, and that's Sadiq Bey. You know, if you're a Boston College fan, you remember he was a guy that was supposed to transfer to BC, but rumor has it he couldn't get through uh, admissions, so they lost him. Bay just went in the NBA draft to the Detroit Pistons with the 19th draft pick, so he, you know, obviously he was a good guy. But look at what Villanova has left. I mean, you just had to look at the front court to see what kind of talent they have. Justin Moore uh, averaged 11 points last year as a freshman with three rebounds and 1.9 assists per game. He is a deadly three-point shooter, knocking down about 39% of his attempts. And right next to him is a player even better 
Colin Gillespie, and he's going to be the one you're going to have to watch out for. He is an elite all-around player. You know, averaged 15 points a game last year, and he distributes the ball. So if you have defenses that really close down on Gillespie, he's just going to make you pay by getting the ball out to someone else. Um, he's an all-around, he's just a great shooting guard. So they've got two guys up front that are going to play against, you know, uh, Jay Heath and probably Makai Ashton-Langford. And so I think that's going to be the 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 matchup that everyone's going to want to watch for is those guards against our guards because Jay Heath, I think, is going to be the key to the season. Um, tabs may be eventually, but as I've said and what we heard from Eric Hofsis last week, He's don't expect him to be a barn burner right off the beginning. You know, he's coming back from a major knee surgery in which many people didn't think he was ever going to play again. So I don't put him as a starter going into this game. I think it's going to be Ashton Langford and Heath. And those guard, that guard play is going to be big because Heath is going to need to put up points. And we've seen he can do that. But he's also going to have to play some good defense. And the turnovers, I think, that we saw last year is going to have to stop. So with Villanova, though, so you got the, you got two probably close to All-American guards up front. Then you look at the front court, and you have um, even more talent. In terms of matchup problems, I look at that front court, and I see um, James uh, Robinson Earl. And I, I he's a 6'9", 235-pound forward who can step out. And I, I don't know who BC has on defense that can stop him. You know, he's got the size on C.J. Felder if, if Felder is going to be the starting center, which reports have told me that he is. Um, I don't know how they're going to stop him. And he's a, a defensive-minded uh, player as well. He can get grab rebounds. I, I just think he's going to be a major, um, you know, um, matchup problem for the Eagles. On top of that, there is Cole Swider. He is another 6'9 guy. So again, Villanova has these blanky, these guards, and they've got some length too that I think are going to be causing some major issues for Boston College. Um, so Swider, uh, last season, he improved last year, uh, but he's a guy that, to watch to see if maybe he takes that next step because um, he's going to have to kind of step in for where Bay uh, left off. So you look at this game, you see talent on Villanova. Obviously, they're going to be really good. And you wonder how a team like Boston College is going to be able to hold their own with a team as talented with you know big-time players in almost every position. And you can see why BC's a, almost a 15-point underdog in this game because BC, you, can, you look at the lineup and you go, where are the points going to come from? Jay Heath, who's good for you know, 13, 14 points a game. And then you don't know because you don't know what Makai Ashton Langford's going to do. You don't know what um, C.J. Felder or Stefan Mitchell can do offensively for BC. So I think that's a big worrisome uh, worry for BCs. But what I think BC needs to do in this game is they need to they need to play physical. They need to they have ten guys I think that could easily play through this game. And they need to cycle them out and try to keep as many guys fresh as they can and don't get guys out there that are, you know, logging in huge minutes because that could easily cause teams to go on runs and, and really blow, you know, for Villanova to be able to blow BC out of the court. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this game in just a moment. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Coors Light. Coors Light is ice cold. It's a beautifully crafted beer. 
that's the one you want to have when you need to chill. And we're in holidays mode right now, folks. For the next six weeks, it's all holiday. Sometimes when you're doing holiday mode, it's go, 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 go. You just sometimes, you know, you could be baking pies, you could be cleaning the house, you could be roasting a turkey, and you just need to hit that reset button. And that's when you hit and reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Now, when I want to unwind, I love to just kick back, put my feet up on my couch, and crack an ice-cold Coors Light. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's the holiday season, and right now, Built Bar has an offer that you are not going to want to miss. Starting on Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m., Built Bar is going to give out 25% off all their products all weekend long. You're going to get 25% off white chocolate cookies and cream. Now, if you're like me, the next couple days, your diet is going down the toilet. You're going to be eating turkey and stuffing and all those pies you might want to start to really kind of think about eating better. What better way to do it than with Built Bar? They have white chocolate cookies and creams, as I mentioned. I love those. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, all covered in white chocolate. Can't beat that. Now, here's the promo. As I said, 25% off all weekend long. Also, you're going to get two free candy cane brownie bars with every purchase. How are you going to beat that? So 25% off two free candy bar brownie bars with every purchase. And when you go to BuiltBar.com and you put in the promo code Locked On, you're going to get an extra percentage off, but it's going to be a secret until you go and try it out. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and get one one of these great bars. And it's a, you know for, for the holiday season, it'll be a great way for you to kind of watch what you're eating, eat good food, and stay healthy. BuiltBars.com. So we were talking about Villanova, and I wanted to get into what Boston College's season is going to look like and where I think uh, the strengths and weaknesses of this team is going to be. Now, I kind of gave you a bit of a clue in the first half that I think Boston College, Jim Christian has said it all year long, and you know whether you like him or not, I think he's right here, is that he sees this team as being the deepest that they've been all seven years he's been there. And so they have, you know, four guards that I think could easily play. What they're going to give him, I think, could vary. Rich Kelly, you know, you're going to look at him and you're going to say, oh, the biggest question to mark about Kelly is he played in the MAC conference. He's a shooter. And BC desperately needs a shooter off the bench. If he can, if he can give you, you know, eight points a game, six points a game, with a couple big threes here and there, he's going to be money. And he is what you need. But that's a big question mark because he's coming from Quinnipiac, which is obviously a step down in terms of the talent and who they play against. How will he handle a team like Villanova or Arizona State or even Rhode Island? On top of that, you have Makai Ashton Langford. If you listened last week, check out our basketball preview where Eric Hofsis talks about what Makai Ashton Langford is going to give BC this year. He's going to bring swagger. He's going to bring an edge to this team that is sorely needed for Boston College. Uh, Boston College has been kind of known as like the kind of nice team. They're not a hard-hitting physical team, um, and, and the players kind of just do what they got to do. 
Ashton Langford is a trash talker. He is going to give an edge that BC definitely needs. So, and I've, you know, as Eric said, he's found his, his, his mojo again after not having it for so long at Providence. So he's going to be big, but again, we haven't seen what he can do. So we'll have to see what ups and downs you get out of him. Honestly, I think everyone has their hopes and dreams on Winston Tabs. And I've said this over and over again because I really want Boston College fans to get it. Winston Tabs cannot be the center of this team going into this year. He cannot. He is coming back from a catastrophic knee injury, and it's going to take him time. So maybe by the end of the year, he'll get his feet under him and he'll play at a speed close to what you expected out of him. But for now, expect him to play more you know, six-man minutes. And to come off the bench, because I think Ashton Langford's going to get the start tomorrow, uh, today. Excuse me. Um, I I I think Tabs might you might see a little bit of shakiness out of him to start. So just keep keep your eyes open on that. And I think the the offense is going to go through Jay Heath, which we saw what he did last year. He was only a true freshman. You know, Jim Christian said he's going to be one of the great leaders in Boston College basketball history. I like his I like his style. I think he's going to go well with Ashton Langford up front. Um, so you got those four guards. Each of them have their own question, though. Heath, I, I think, would probably be the most consistent out of any of them. But you can see where you might not feel comfortable with BC being an elite ACC team with all those question marks. Then we move to the front court, and that's where you look at you have Demar Langford, okay. Last week, Eric Hoffs has said he is a man boy. <laughs> he's an 18-year-old kid, but he's huge. And he I, I've heard he's a big physical defender, which I think BC desperately needs. But we don't know what he's going to be able to give them on offense. Is he going to be a shooter? Can he do any, you know, can he stop, pop, and take some shots? We'll have to wait and see. Um, again, with practices closed and uh, the media held off. It's hard to know what these guys are going to be able to do. You're only taking Jim Christian's word and maybe some scouting reports that you read. So Langford, you have some question marks there. You move on to Stefan Mitchell, who I think is two-thirds of a very, very good ACC player. You have an excellent defender, a good leader, and a good rebounder. But that offense, I, I think NBC fans have been yelling about it for years, when is his offense going to get there? He's so inconsistent shooting, and he's not a consistent scorer for them. You know, he has his moments where he'll hit double-doubles, and then there's games where he just completely disappears. If he could just add, you know, three to four more points a game, he's going to be a double-double machine, and he would be great. But again, more question marks. So now you have the four starters, and you have a whole bunch of question marks in there. On top of that, so you have your your starters and you have your bench players on for the guards. Then you have the bench players for the forwards. Now, if you look at the forwards, you got Frederick Scott. Again, Eric last week was talking about, and I didn't even look into it all that much. He's an excellent outside shooter, which is great because if you can get a, a, a wing or a forward that can kind of stretch the floor and, and have them guard on the outside, that really stretches out defenses and can really cause – challenges uh, for even the best defenders. So he's going to be a, a good one to watch. It'll be interesting to see Jim Christian goes with at that other start uh, forward position, Scott or DeMar Langford. Um, we'll have to see how he kind of rotates those minutes because those four three guys are going to be interesting. Center is uh, anyone's guess. I've heard uh, reports that it's going to be C.J. Felder, who is 6'7", and they're going to be playing small ball again. So if BC's going to win playing small ball, 
they got to shoot a lot better because you're not going to be getting many. You're not going to be able to crash the boards with smaller uh, centers. He's six seven. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking about James Karnick. I've heard, and this is just a rumor, that he could be cleared to play tonight. So um, wait and see. Check out BC Bulletin, my website, to get more information on Karnick. If it does happen, I will be the first to make sure that it gets up on the site. I've heard they had to wait till they get to Mohegan Sun for him to find out, which, as I said last night, is part of the love of NCAA is that they had to wait to find that out. So you have all of these question marks. And then center, you have Felder. You could have Luka Krajovic, who I don't think should be starting anywhere or getting major minutes. He's a mop-up kind of guy. Um, and Jester Vanderbon, um, I've heard he's you know a project. He's a young kid. He's seven feet tall but kind of lanky. He's going to need some time to grow and, and to get adjusted. So you're going to have a center of um, probably rotation of Karnick and Felder. But we'll see. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what that starting five. If if I was to guess, the starting five first, the Villanova game, will be Heath, Makai Ashton Langford at point. We're going to go with Demar Langford, Stefan Mitchell, and C.J. Felder are the top five. Now, if that's your starting five and that's your rotation, is that good enough to get to the NCAA tournament? Which I know some people think that that's going to have to be what saves Jim Christian's job. I don't think it is. I don't think they have enough um, to get them that far. That's going to take them. If they're playing 27 games, they're going to need to win 15 of them, at least to be considered for the tournament. They're going to have a killer strength of schedule. <laughs> Looking at the you know, their out-of-conference and, and in-conference schedule, they're going to have a killer one there. But they're going to have to win some games. Um, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I don't know if in a couple of months we'll be talking about what's going to happen with Jim Christian again because um, I think it's my personal opinion. I'd love to see this team go someplace because I've talked to these some some of the kids already and they're super talented and they're re- a really likable group. I just I, I've been burned enough by watching this team recently that I think it's going to be another tough year for Boston College. We're going to have a guest heavy Friday show coming up where we're going to have Matt McGavick of Sports Illustrated come in to talk about Louisville. And, of course, we're going to have Eric Hofsis in, who's going to give us all his thoughts on the on the Villanova game and give us a preview of the Louisville game um, as well. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. If you have not already, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Our site is at LockedOnBC, and you can follow me on Twitter as well at AJ Black underscore BC. Let's jump in and talk a little bit about football because it's a big game on Saturday as Boston College takes on Louisville in a game that had been moved around already twice. And we got the chance to talk to Jeff Halfley today. And Halfley talked about how big of a whirlwind it was to get the schedule, but he just seems so ready for it. You know, he talked about getting his team ready and then like having it switched and then he's like, okay, so they have a break and then now they're back again. It just sounded like they got the rest that they needed and then his team was just ready because as he said, you know, this is the way it is in the in the pandemic and you just have to be ready for things like that. And it sounded like they are. I also got a chance to talk to Jeff about um, Phil Dracovic. I wanted to see how he was doing. Halfley said he got rest he desperately needed. He was basically shut down for the week so that he could, you know, recuperate that shoulder. So that's good news going into this game that uh, Phil Dracovic sounds like he'll, he should be ready to go and uh, ready to lead the Eagles. 
Now, when I look at this game, the biggest concern I have is the speed of Louisville. You know, we talk about some of these teams that BC has struggled with, and it's been speed. It was, you know, Virginia Tech, it was Hendon Hooker and Khalil Herbert. With Virginia Tech, it was Michael Carter and uh, Williams, their running back, along with Sam Howell. They have speed, and BC's speed doesn't match up with that right now. And they will eventually, believe me. As I talked earlier about some of those recruits they're going after, BC's going for kids that can, that can burn. Um, they just don't have it right now. So I think the biggest concern for BC is the speed. And I talked to Halfway about that too. And he talked about, um, you know, how to match up with that speed. And, you know, it's all about eye control, playing discipline, making sure that you're in the spots that you need to. That was the issue we saw last year with Steve Adazio. You know, this is the same basic roster that you have, but guys were out of place. And when you play speedy guys and they're out of place, that's when issues happen. So I think, you know, they talked a lot about that. Um, I asked Bre- Brendan Barlow, the defensive end, to, you know, he, I asked him about the speed and he said, you know, we have to beat 11 guys converging on the ball. That was a, you know, sounded like something that had been drilled into him by the coaches. So we're going to talk to Matt McGavick later this week about Louisville speed and how sometimes they've been able to move the ball, but they haven't been able to be consistent with not turning it over. How do you get a guy like Mikhail Cunningham who can make so many dynamic plays, but also make a lot of mistakes as we've seen this year. So that's the offense, and we're going to get more into that later this week. The other interesting thing, I think a stat that you're going to want to watch for with Louisville, is their pass defense. You know, you look at a team that's 3-6, and and you don't think that they are going to do very many things right. But their defense, their pass defense, is ninth in the country, which blew me away when I saw that. I couldn't believe when I heard about that today that Louisville has a pass defense that has only allowed 179 yards a game. Now, let's dive deeper into why it's that way because I think it's a little misleading. Louisville has played Western Kentucky, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Syracuse. Other than Miami and Notre Dame, Really, no one on that off on that schedule are strong pass throwers. You know, Notre Dame. Tip your hat to what they were able to do to Notre Dame on terms of offense, but they got Notre Dame in a good spot too. Again, you play different, you play the same team at different times of the year, and you get different results. Um, but Florida State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, uh, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, all are poor um, passing teams, and or you know. Virginia Tech will, will be a little nicer. They were a little better than that. But, I, you know, I, I think they haven't been challenged. And I think Djokovic is going to be their first real challenge. So it'll be interesting to see what Virginia, I mean, uh, Louisville is able to do to slow down Phil Djokovic. Um, because, obviously, if he's feeling good and that pass offense is going, it's going to be a big challenge for the Cardinals. And I think that is where BC is going to find some of their yards is if they can move it through the air. Well... That's what our episode for today. Uh, we're going to be off tomorrow because it's Thanksgiving, and I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. If you've been listening, thank you so much. I, I am super appreciative of all of you who have become part of the Locked on BC family. And uh, if, have a great, safe holiday. 
If you don't have to travel, please don't. Um, I'm not going to get into anything on that. But just, just do the right thing and be safe no matter what you do. And we'll be back on Friday, as I said, with Eric Hofsis and Matt McGavick to talk about this upcoming game and give you a, a breakdown of what happened um, with BC and Villanova. If you haven't already, check us out on Facebook. Um, I, all my stuff, all the things that I do on Facebook will be under my website, BC Bulletin. So look up Boston College SI on Facebook. You'll find us there. And find me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I hope to see you guys again Friday. If you need some good uh, Thanksgiving um, talk for the week, check out some of our older episodes. We have some great basketball previews in there. I have some interviews with people that you might want to check out. Uh, so go back into our archives and check out what we have. And if you want other um, website, uh, other Locked On podcast. There's great ones out there. Locked On Patriots. Um, I'm a big football fan. They have great coverage of the Patriots and talk a lot about what's been going on in a season where the Patriots have not played very consistently um, and what's going on with them. So thank you all. Have a happy Thanksgiving and I'll see you all again on our next podcast on Friday. Take care.